You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. How are you? We're back this week and we got um some special guests. We've got former pro rider uh, Boppo, Lawson Boppin, and we've got Byron from Trackworks Designs to talk us through some of the stuff they've been up to lately. How are you, fellas? Yeah, going good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah good. Good to have you on. Nah, thanks, mate. Hey, it's really good to be here. Link, me and Lawson have uh, been listening for a while now, so yeah, it's good to finally get on. So how is it has, having Lawson working with you? Oh, Lawson, he's actually good. He, um, well... I don't want to piss in his pocket too much, but I think he's got the work ethic. So, you know, a 10-hour day is not too much for, for someone like, like Lawson. Um, yeah, it, we, we do a lot of long hours, so, yeah, he, no, he's really good with it. So, yeah, usually, good track builder. Usually, mate, but riders are pretty retarded in the real world, so <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see he's having a I wasn't. Day. I wasn't going to say that. But, uh, They've had some big days, that's for sure. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> Hanging in there, just. Yeah. And how have you transitioned, bro, to the daily grind of a normal job? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's okay. I um, yeah, I haven't raced since 2019. Yeah. And then sort of COVID hit, and then you know all the racing kind of stopped S- for stopped a little anyways, while. Yeah. yeah, but I um, what do I do? I I moved over to Canberra, and I was working for a buddy of mine over there, driving um, driving a Bobcat and truck for a little bit for a plumbing business yeah and um that wasn't too bad it's different for sure but um yeah not too bad and then um my other buddy joel greeks i've done a little bit of work with him he's from braidwood and he used to race nationals and he's got an earth moving business uh, jg earthworks so helped him out a little bit and then um yeah i did all that and then what else have, what else have i done we well, had uh, Larbert going uh, for yes. a little bit too yeah also yeah me and my dad we ran Larbert mx on the weekends that was cool um yeah that was good and um yeah pretty much still trying to ride quite a bit um yeah still love it and whatnot so um but yeah you know in the real world you gotta gotta work to make money so yeah yeah, when um, you when you get to our age you want to get ahead you gotta yeah make some money uh are you definitely done racing or are you gonna do some one-offs or what's the go um no definitely not done (laughs) i still like riding and um yeah, I still follow the racing pretty pretty thoroughly. Yeah. Um, He's a freestyle guy now. If anyone doesn't follow his <laughs> yeah, big Instagram. Yeah, free rider, eh? We want to see him at him Red Bull Imagination yeah, next and, year. him and Harry Bink are just <laughs> yeah. shredding. That's kind of just kind of accidentally happened. Like, I didn't... Like, I moved up here, uh, started last year, up Gold Coast. Yeah. And um, it's been a pretty funny story, actually. I moved up help out Byron um, for like maybe three months, like Max. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll come up. I'll stay with my brother up here and then um, give him a hand, build a couple of tracks because he was working at Motoland at the time and came up and, um, yeah, did that. And then we kind of swapped roles. Like he stopped working at Motoland. Then I started working there for a little bit. Yeah. And um, that was cool. And then, yeah, we um, his business kind of kicked off and he's had plenty of work on. So... Yeah, haven't yeah, I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still up here and, yeah, haven't left, so, but, um, nah, it's a good place, you know, like, Gold, Gold is awesome. I um could never really pitch myself moving here younger. Yeah, well, from, like, I'm from the same kind of area as you, from, yeah. from a country kind of town, you never envision yourself living in a place like this, but now that you're kind of our age, it is a pretty good spot to live, and how do you find the moto scene up here as well? Yeah, it's, um, it's a great place, for sure, like, um... I don't know, I, I guess I always come up and visited, but I never really pictured myself moving here just because I was riding and I had the track and everything at home. Yeah, you so probably was, you probably wouldn't want to... I was thinking about motorbikes Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to live here and have to be a professional motorbike rider in your prime because there's too much temptations here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, coming from where you come from and now that you're kind of in the latter stages of your moto life, it, it, it is a good spot to be. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's um You can see why everyone moves up here. Like, just the weather puts you in a good mood and it's... Yeah, it's, it's quite good. Um, and a lot of people... Like a lot of people from down home, like down New South Wales Way and Victoria and stuff, are all moved up yeah, here. Yeah, they all end up here. Yeah, yeah. you know, like we're all... 
invading. <laughs> That's what I mean. So no one, no one's from here, eh? Everyone, everyone's a ring in. Yeah, basically, we're just blowing <laughs> Well, that's how I ended up riding freestyle with Harry in that because Harry's from Canberra. Yeah. So I've known him since, oh, since we used to race club days and stuff from back in the day. And then, yeah, I bumped into bumped into Harry at Wahoo's, like in Burley. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, what's up? I'm like, I didn't know how long I was up here. For. Oh, I knew I was going to be here for like three months. I'm like, all right, I gotta go try and do a flip in this three months. Yeah. I want to jump in there. I've never jumped into a like airbag or a foam pit or anything. So once I bumped into I'm like, shit, I need to like go ride 50, 60 or something with the boys yeah. while I'm up here. And um, yeah, anyway, still up here. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> uh, won't leave. Yeah, he just won't leave. But I'm like, uh, I um, Yeah, been riding with all those guys. Like I didn't know like uh, Birchie or Top Dog that well. Yeah. Or, and um, J.O. Archer, he actually... Moved up the exact same day I did, yeah, just right. by coincidence. But um, yeah, so I've known him for quite a while, and um, yeah, I've been riding with all those boys. And um, anyway, back to your question: the moto scene up here, it's good. There's a lot of riders and stuff up here, but not a whole a lot of tracks. Yeah, not yeah. A, not too many. Um, yeah, we were well. Then again, I'm not really out. There's not many pumper motos. Yeah, so we were talking about it before you got here. That's the one probably shit thing about it. There is tracks, but they're all massive distances away from each other. Like Willow or QMP or Coulomb from Gold Coast is an hour and a half to two hours, everything. Yeah, a lot that's of That's the only shit thing, yeah. Yeah, that's why we don't understand why, like, um, Cloudy just moved up too. Look, we had Tanny on the podcast and he moved up. There's quite a few factory riders living up here now. Like, I don't understand. I think, I think they move up here for more of the lifestyles. Um, side of things and then the moto is just a kind of separate thing yeah I, I mean that's the only thing that's kind of lacking i mean if you had three or four really good tracks to ride during like that aren't too far like yeah there needs to be another good track on the gold coast yeah it will um, never happen though bro like it's too built up around here oh, Ridge no Creek and stanmore got shot ballina got shot stanmore's still going yeah. yeah but it's not it's not what it used to be yeah like, you what, think it what could do happen other major cities have though like what's what's sydney got for example yeah, like what true. you got appen it's just like riding on yeah they're all in the same <laughs> kind of area appen oakdale yeah they're all out in that same kind yep. of area yeah i don't know it doesn't really make we just got lucky sense. where we grew up for um, sure there was a shitload of tracks all within mm. and it probably an hour of yep. each other and plus we grew up on land so you just roll out the backyard and go for a yeah, thing rural new south wales was always epic yeah to, like growing up on rural properties was i guess you didn't you didn't need your local track your local track was just to get gate drops yeah well that's what would happen you would go to a track or to someone's house and you'd just get introduced to these people you never seen or heard of and be blown away with how good they ride just because they've grown up in places like braidwood and stuff Mm. yeah 100 percent. like all your mates like yeah like dorso and all (laughs) them no one's ever heard of them they've never raced but they're probably (laughs) better than half the guys that race jump stuff before they do yeah crazy yeah. What about that supercross scene there in Batemans Bay? Yeah, like, like Wensons. Yeah, Mogo, yeah. You would never think that there was a scene that was just so dedicated to supercross. <laughs> I I was what that that place in the middle of the bush. What was that? Is that Oh yeah, that was my buddy Joel's Joel Newton's track. Yeah, yeah he so had a, he had a couple of really good ones. Yeah, right. So like you would rock up to this place and it was like it wasn't even, I don't even know if it was supercross season, I don't know, but like people just motoring down and guys you'd never seen just like tripling in, yeah, skimming loops in. and you're like, this, you just do this for like fun? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, hey, right, right. Yeah, well that place was, it was actually Ben Priest's place. Yeah, right. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was really good way back in, back in the day. Well, yeah. not that long ago, but... Um, yeah, you rode for Factory Yamaha and stuff. Yeah. Like early, maybe mid-90s or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he used to rip. And he had a bunch of supercross tracks like around the Ulladulla mm. area. So um, yeah, my buddy Joel Newton, he, um, yeah, we had two pretty good supercross tracks yeah, on, it's ben, on. So Ben's like, land. It's like you just leave supercross settings in the suspension all year round. <laughs> <from> like <Ulladulla. laughs> that was Bob back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to mention like Boppo's home track. Yeah. Holy shit. I, I, I cased a jump at his place so hard that it snapped my neck brace off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even all the I, – I remember being at your place at the back of your nans there. Um, 
and you'd go there and people like Cloudy was only kind of just turning pro then, but you had Cloudy and Webster and like them guys weren't even jumping the jumps that you were making. They're all like, Bopo builds the biggest fucking shit, so only <laughs> he can jump it. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Doing motos and stuff by yourself gets boring. So yeah. I'm just like, got to build some big jumps. Yeah, you've always had the best setups. <laughs> pretty so good. So pretty safe good. to say, Brian, you've known Bobo for quite a while then? Yeah, so yeah. We, we pretty much grew up together. Um, yeah, since... Uh, oh, about know. 17? Yeah, about 16, oh, pretty, 17. pretty early. I think we'd done a lot of club days together back in the day. We grew up in the same area around Canberra. Um, but at the same time, like I, I sort of never really knew him personally. I would see him when he come around to lap me when I was sixty five. So I remember my first memory of Boppo was actually him racing. I think you're, you, dude, you're racing like the one two five class in your eighty fives heaps in at Canberra. Mm, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. That never that's, happens. Yeah, that's What's like the most random thing that we used to be able to do. Yeah, I guess maybe. How did that come about? I didn't have a hundred. So it was just, I had a big wheel, but. Yeah, dude. No, you didn't have a hundred. They only made cowie hundreds. Didn't yeah, they? I'm not mm. sure. Maybe you could just do that back in the day. You were in hundreds when you were younger. Did they just come up to you and say like you can ride the one two five class? Or yeah, well, I think a few older guys were doing it before I was as well. Like Scott Mukajid and yep. that. Remember, yeah, remember him. Um, like you, you couldn't just get a full goon to do it. Like well, <laughs> just, could you or? I think if I you know. chose to do it's it, it more you yeah, it was more lenient back in the day. Yeah, like, and you yeah. just Bob couldn't be over, like, you couldn't ride something bigger, but if it was something smaller, they didn't care. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, full gates or anything, so yeah. it's you, pretty cruisy. Were you winning the 125s or on 85? Or nah, I don't think so. Nah, surely you not. wouldn't. <laughs> nah. nah. Like, they're, they're so much more underpowered. Yeah, nah, I wasn't. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so he's being yeah. humble. He's probably smoked <laughs> yeah. all of them. He, like, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he used to, he used to go pretty hard on it. But that's, um, yes, yeah, so that's how we sort of got to know each other. Um, he started dating my cousin Rachel, and then, um, yeah, we sort of met through there, and um, yeah, just become really good friends um, ever since we sort of hit it off. So. Yeah, you had a good, awesome track at your place in Cooma, yeah. and um, yeah, we started building tracks. Back then in like, yeah. we like 16, 15, 16 I've literally ish. got photos of um, me and the dozer pushing all the dirt to for Lawson in the posse to, to build the rhythm section and like the track we had back where from where Taylor and I grew up was fucking pretty, it was pretty epic. Yeah, it was <laughs> Up awesome. and over hills like, man, you could throw the big, it was just built to do like big whips. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> really much care like about anything else. Free ride sort of a yeah. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember even like Starksy coming to yours, and everyone just used to shit themselves going <laughs> to Boppos. They're like, he's probably fucking built something hectic that only <laughs> he can jump. Yeah, everyone was so scared the first time they went there. Well, the last time I rode your place, you had like that that weird dragon back thing. I think it was like a rhythm into a elevated thing, wasn't it? Like that's it's all pretty big. Yeah. There's Man, it's been a while since I've ridden there, to be honest. It'd be all overgrown a wreck. Yeah, I I but yeah, I did build it. I seen you go there track. over Chrissy or something, and it was all pretty overgrown. Yeah, I haven't ridden there well over 12 months at the moment. Yeah, but right. um, yeah, just building tracks everywhere else. <laughs> building them for everyone else. Yeah. yeah, so do you reckon that's what made you transition pretty good into the track yeah. building game? Like obviously, you building stuff to your, for your enjoyment and skill level and then you mm. growing up pushing dirt around yeah well well we we grew up building tracks together obviously so it was sort of like it was a real I, I knew what lawson was capable of um so it was easy to put him in a position to to build cool stuff um and and i think it, it was a good transition for lawson as well i reckon you know like yeah, it's good. It's, um, it's something you probably already like. like you Yeah, like well... As building stuff for yourself and then your mates, like Griggsy and that, um, yeah. building stuff for you, kind of already in the game without knowing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. It's um, it's tricky. It's like, there's a lot of good operators out there, but I guess I was just kind of lucky enough to grow up on a farm. Yeah, My dad had a bobcat when I was a kid, so I could sort of learn and yeah. build tracks sort of as I was growing, growing up riding them and stuff and it's easy to screw a track up you know oh, like 100%. i was screwed heaps from up <laughs> like when i was younger yeah but um it def yeah definitely helps when you ride and yeah you like i haven't had that many years in driving dozers but um yeah i drove, drove 
posies and stuff a lot longer and um yeah so that's kind of my background but um yeah it can kind of drop everything now but um yeah. i'll tell you with, with with lawson he he gives me anxiety sometimes he'll he'll jump in the dozer and he'll he'll leave a track like half like what we call fluffy nothing's like super finished with the with the dozer and then i'll be like oh man like how are you going to go? Like, how's tomorrow looking in the posse? Oh, yeah, I'll get done. No worries. We're, we're happy days, man. I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> all right. And then, like, without fail, you know, as soon as uh, what the deadline is, he'll jump in, get it all sorted with the posse. You know, like, I, it's it, he's a really <laughs> – he's a good posse driver, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's so – I don't know. I get jealous. Every time I see him, like, just spinning around on the spot, doing, doing his thing, I'm just like, yeah, okay, well – you don't need to be to ha- to get it where it needs to be with the dozer so much these days. Yeah, well, I mean, depends if you've got a posse coming or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, I just course. try and rough it all in with the dozer yeah. and then... I mean, I can get it pretty close with the dozer now, yep. but, um, yep. yeah, it's hard to get the compaction and stuff with the dozer yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, because it kind of... Yeah. You'd think a big heavy machine would compact a up ramp really well yeah, but the right. dozer they keep it pretty loose like mm. it's um because yeah, the, break it all the up. tracks are so yeah, big yeah, eh? yeah it's different mm. but do you reckon that's what made you guys so suc- successful in building tracks that you both are really good riders and have grown up building tracks and everything it's just kind of transitioned into running a business i'd say so i um it definitely helps with the distances the berms getting the track flow um and the people like obviously know you're there, Bobo. Do they ask you for like ideas or inspiration when they're building tracks because you know what you're doing? Yeah, or know what you're riding, kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> it's pretty funny. There's a lot of variables with pretty much every track. Like some guys have no idea. Yeah, that I even ride or anything, and they're just like, oh yep, just do whatever. Or sometimes they've got an idea and they we sort of shoot shoot ideas off each other as we're building them. Um, yeah. And you know certain paddocks different dirt different everything you know like it's um it's a unique sort of thing like yeah. it's um yeah there's just a lot of variables in pretty much every single track we've but yeah. what they they leave it in both your hands most of the time eh? pretty much yeah i would say 80 percent of the tracks is hey you just build a track design it yourself we'll run it by you um if you you know let, let's just go from there i, I think the couple of tracks that we have had that the customers have been really hands-on and given us distances and everything have been really good, though. You yeah. know, like, they, they're really easy to work with. Um, we've had one in Rockhampton, the, the Hadge Doos. They, it was an awesome one to build. They they knew exactly how they wanted it. Had it um, all scoped out, measured and you know, stuff. And that's yeah. the same with, like, Huxley, Nolan's track. They... Yeah. They know the distances. They know what they need to improve on. So it makes our job super easy. Um, but at the same time, when, when we get given a blank canvas, um, it's I think that there's a lot more creativity there as well. Yeah. Because we know what works and what doesn't with different dirt. Sometimes if someone wants like a small roller into a into a bigger, you know, like a four-footer to a to an easy roller and it was like the totally wrong dirt you know it's just gonna eat that four yeah, footer out work, yeah. you know what i mean like and you and you, you but you can't really if that's what they want you'll get it but <laughs> you're gonna be maintaining it for the whole year and do you judge the tracks like off t- someone's skill level like do you kind of ask them like bro what, yeah. what are you capable of yeah hitting that kind well. of thing that yeah. as well for sure yeah because yeah. if, you, if you were to build a track for madge i can guarantee you i wouldn't be able to ride it so like it's, it's yeah, it's yeah like some line. people would be asking for mm. you know big shit big jumps and some people would like keep it pretty tame because i'm not that good yeah sometimes we like sign off on tracks where it's like pretty gnarly <laughs> you're like um <laughs> So it's just you riding it, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah," and you're like, "No one else, like, <laughs> seriously, like, don't bring anyone else. You'll, you'll kill them." <laughs> how, how would you start? Like, obviously, I've got no idea how to build a track. Like, if I said to you, "Hey, come to come to my property. I've got a, a big flat pad. I want you to build a track." How do you know where to start? And do you just start going and just build as you go, or do you can you imagine exactly what you want to do straight away? Uh, we, we can pretty well get it dialed as soon as we see it. We we always need a little slight hill. You can't do it on a flat paddock. Yeah. It's super hard. Like if you've got a flat paddock, 
that's when it gets expensive. You'll have to build a dam, get the dirt from somewhere, you know, but um, that's pretty rare. We've only had a few tracks where it's been full flat. Yep. Um, it's not impossible. We've definitely been able to do it. Yeah, or if they're bringing dirt in, mm. <laughs> that's yeah, all right. For maybe. sure. But, um, yeah, if you've got, like, a bit of a hill, yeah, easy. So we just – we don't need to bring dirt in at all. It's super rare. Um, we basically strip the paddock, create drains, um, make sure all the water flows away from the track. Building the drains, not only does it divert the water away from the track, we're, we're able to get enough dirt from that to put into the jumps. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit of a – it is hard to get the layout, but at the same time, once you start pushing and, and, and really bulking the dirt out, it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, and with your tracks, for everyone listening, what's the rough price guide that you kind of work on when you're, yep. you know, when you're building the tracks? Because a lot of people ask that. They're like, oh, do you see mm. what track works designed at such and such as joint? Like, how much do you reckon that'll cost? Yeah, that's a good question. I get that. That's like the most common one. <laughs> that's why we built the price guide because we had just uh, just so many questions and I just I wanted to make it real generic. And, and the best way to describe it is we start the tracks off at around 15 grand. Yeah. That'll that'll get you the, the base level, you know, a junior can ride it, a senior can ride it. Uh, we're going to be comfortable with the drainage, we're going to be comfortable with the obstacles we build. And it sort of goes up from there. The most common is about 20. Yeah. Um, but they go right up to, well, we just finished one in Adelaide for about 300. So they they vary to, to one extreme to the other, really. Uh, yeah. We do do track maintenance as well, which that just goes off like an hourly rate pretty well. Yeah. once um, it's done, it's just like... Yeah, it's just like we'll film. come in and do whatever you need to do. I'll tell you the hourly rate and, and, and the other hidden costs and... Go for your life. Yeah, because that's what we get. People ask a lot, how much you reckon a track from him costs? I, re- I reckon the biggest debate is, what do you reckon is better for a track? A water truck or irrigation system? Because that's, <laughs> the, biggest, that's yeah. the biggest debate for sure, I reckon. I'm a water truck fan. Yeah, well, you don't want to put well, in irrigation, eh? Because once you put it in, you can't really change the track based mm, on that's the irrigation. True. Yeah, but then... But in saying that, like like what you said, you, that there's another person that's got a remote that clicks the remote and doesn't even have to worry about watering mm. it you don't even have yeah. to be there yeah, this is gonna be this is a, a major debate i've <laughs> i'm a from from doing the motoland stuff i would have loved to have just turned a remote on with the sprinkler system same you once know? i work there and i'm like <laughs> we actually i hate water systems but i need one on this track yeah that place needs so much water. but then you look at a place like qmp and it the water literally from a sprinkler will eat out an up-ramp. Yeah. I don't know whether you've seen that first Tabo. They obviously, they've changed it now. But, you know, going back a bit, there used to be a little kicker at the top of that up-ramp just from where the water was going for three years straight. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, it has its disadvantages. You can't get a total coverage. Yeah. And you almost need a couple of water trucks as well. Yeah. Like it depends and on the and you need a track around the track for the yep. water truck so you don't have to drive on the track because that 100%. just fucking fucks the track as Man, well. That, that, the, the last track we built in Adelaide, that had a full water truck laying around it. Yeah. And, man, that was so easy to water. Yeah, because I've rode some tracks where they've got a, yeah, like water truck, but they drive it on the track mm. and mm. it just compacts it and makes it so shit. So it's what really do we, what we come it. down to? Bopo, you water truck? Yeah, I'm a water truck guy. Um, yeah, it's it's literally like 55, 45 water truck. Obviously, obviously if you... imagine the water truck. Obviously, obviously, obviously yeah. if you've got your own property, you know, you go source out a cheap water truck and fill it up and that's the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, you've got to get people in to irrigate it or it's a fucking mess. Since I'm on the plumber, I'm going to go irrigation. I reckon <laughs> irrigation's <laughs> the way. I, I tell you what, though, if you go to your local club and, like, like, just try and figure out the watering system after the birds chew it and there's, like, wasps in it and you're yeah. like trying to connect things that won't connect it's all rusty and horrible and then you gotta you know start the firefighter pump and a bloody brown snake comes out of it <laughs> you're like yeah these watering systems are horrendous yeah watering sucks like does you yeah. need yeah you almost need a couple of water trucks yeah and that's do what like they do in America. still they break down all the time as well that, yeah. yeah well america's got the right idea with those big f trucks they, they're only like a six thousand liter tank and they go around with super high pressure and they look so versatile. You can put them wherever you want. Yeah, you've even yeah. seen them tracks where they've just got that one hose 
it waters the whole track. Yeah, like the super yeah, yeah, the super with the big cannons. Yeah, yeah and they just water the whole track with the one thing. They look cool. Do you, would you design a track differently if they're having a water truck versus oh, an yeah. irrigation system? Yeah, fully different. We have to basically take into account the turning circle of a water truck. So Lawson will be able to tell you about his, like, lava, mm. you know. We, <laughs> that's another story. Well, the spray is only on the right-hand side of our water truck. <laughs> <laughs> so all my left-handers were pretty wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's the, the basic gist of it you got to make sure the truck can get around the place without you know having to do three-point turns yeah that's the last thing you want when you when you're watering especially like if you're in hilly terrain you, you obviously need to make sure the truck can get up it that's yeah. why this adelaide track if anyone hasn't seen it already jump on our instagram and check this adelaide track out so it's it was only about 1.5 kilometers long this track and but it was really steep down the valley um, originally, like we we got to this place and he wanted the water truck lane, and we had envisions of just having massive long lanes, huge big sections, but we had to build it in in tiers going up the hill just so we could get the water truck around the place. Yeah, right. Like we, um, yeah, basically had to get a non highway truck around. Um, we we ended up getting it. It did take a little bit of mucking around, but it's not impossible. We we had to even put like yeah rock retaining walls and everything. We had to use excavators to do the batters, so it was a, a sharp ninety V as opposed to a not like if you if you done a batter with a dozer, it wouldn't be steep enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we've got oh, the that's video. A, that's a red hot water. Yeah. Track, yeah. yeah we've got the video <laughs> playing now for anyone who can't see, and it's um. Now, it was a really fun track to build. It took forever. We got down there and it just started raining and raining and raining. It actually rained for about six months straight. The funny thing is Lawson turned up, right? Fuck, Lawson, that's a massive jump. Yeah, it was like that thing's like 120 foot, um, the big triple in the middle. But Lawson turned up right when we were about to start trimming it all in or basically getting to the next stage. And it just started raining the day he got there. And then like that night... Man, it, it rained so heavy and it didn't, like, it just didn't stop, eh? And then it kind of went straight into winter. Yeah. So it was cold, so it yep. wouldn't dry out. And yeah. <laughs> so we just left it for like uh, four months. Yeah, right. And just come back to it. But yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good one. That's another thing we wanted to ask you, Bob. Do you get to test these tracks after you build them? Yeah, a couple of them. Not all of them. Um, you seek a look at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, eh? Hey, like by the time you finish it, you've done that many laps in the posse. You're kind of over it. But um, it's tricky because I'm always in the work ute. Yeah. With, I need the fuel pod oh, yeah, to fill right. up the machine. So you so can't take your bike. Nah, so I don't really take my bike to any of the any of the tracks. Yeah. But um, a couple like of them, though. Like Jake Masters' place. Yeah, the, yeah obviously, I... Well, I did most of that. That was already a track. He yeah. had a motocross track there, and then we've just gave it a been, tidy up. Yeah, I went there. Oh, we changed a fair bit of it, and yeah. um, gave it the Mitch, overhaul. Yeah, yeah, well, um, Mitch Bartlett, he was there as well, and he um, he done a fair bit with the excavator and whatnot. So, um, what about he, he done a we built a supercross track a little while back, and we remember the one at Willowbank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. I pretty much made him ride that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, just show him how to get over everything. Because it was a bit of a, like it was a novice um, junior rider. Oh, yeah. And they just, I think they just needed to see it. That track actually got a fair old hide and all the boys used to ride that. Yeah, the Tanty and all that went out there and rode it and yeah. I saw there was Crawford and... Um, well, you know what it's like when you own a supercross track, everyone hits you up to ride it because yeah. there's fuck all available for all the riders. There's bugger it. all, eh? Yeah, yeah but that, that was... That was a pretty good one. Um, it took a lot, took a little while to build. It was tricky dirt to work with, but um, really tricky. That black soil, mm, like it's when, when you get that black soil. For anyone who hasn't worked with dirt before, when you work with like pure clay, really easy. You can shape it however you want. But when it gets to that black soil, real cl- crumbly, yeah, it's almost impossible to um <laughs> to shape it. That's what we were saying before the um, podcast started. Is um. It doesn't matter how good you are at building a track or how, you know, good you lay it. If your dirt shit, your mm. track's just yeah, shit. totally screws it. Yep, yeah, I know. Yep. It's like you got to find that G spot where it's just you got good dirt that you can work with and it's good to ride. I know, well, that's your main two things. You need plenty of water and good dirt yeah. and mm. you can have a good track. Like yeah, yep. otherwise it's pointless, like pushing it around. 
Yeah, there, there's um, it, it's funny though. Like the really good dirt in the wet is like terrible in the dry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like today, uh, the track today would be so sick in the in the wet. But like it's almost unworkable with a machine in the dry. Yeah, it's just like the one dust. I was building today. Yeah, yeah, it was just and the last like one dusty clay stuff. Yeah. The one but before um, that, super dry. It was like a I'd, I'd never actually seen it at the end, but I'm assuming it was up to like nearly your ankle in dust at the end. Yeah, and it's like, but in the wet, it would be prime time. Yeah, yeah, ultimate dirt. Yeah, the last couple of tracks I've built of. Yeah, summer's definitely affecting us. <laughs> the last two have been like super dry, like the driest ones I've been. But it's crazy ever. too. Like we've probably had the wettest summer yes. we've had in ages, and for you guys to say it's dry, like I could imagine yeah, what it would be like if it's, it's been, been like a dry 40 summer. Degrees every day, yeah. but so that just cooks it. Yeah, it's crazy. You can you can make a like if you're in an open paddock, no trees or nothing, and it's really dry. You can make a track look so epic in the dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just get like this. Really nice finish, but it's like when you actually ride it, if you ride it straight away, it just blow through everything. It'll be so dry, yeah, dry and dusty. <laughs> um, but, you know, going back to what you were saying about the wet summer and, and the wet last year, like we never had dust. We were we were battling just trying to get dry, dry dirt. material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so it made a lot of our tracks just seem like, oh, geez, like, oh, we hit another soft spot. We've got to diverted around there and like it's i remember remember at um wade's place in king Arroy, like there's just a soft spot in the middle of the track like you don't see it until the end and you're like oh man like but then you'll literally ride the track six months later and you would never even know there was a soft spot yeah, there. yeah. like everything's just started appearing last year all these softies yeah mm. just with the amount of water in there yeah you yep just Underwater little tunnels and yeah, everything. Yeah, it just goes from yeah. everywhere. It comes from everywhere, yeah. mate. Yeah, but but like yeah, now in in the drier seasons, you could build a track wherever you want. Yeah. Since we're on track talk, what do you think about the MX Nationals tracks? Like all all the rounds, do you think that they to a, a standard of a, like Australian motocross, or do you reckon that all of them need to be overhauled? Oh, the Lawson would be better to answer this, but my <laughs> answer. Is it'd have to be overhauled. Um, like they're they're very small. I mean, we build bigger private tracks than a lot of them. Um, they're we not too creative. We had Jake Moss on, and he reckons the only one closest to a half decent motocross track is Toowoomba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we done a fair bit of work at Toowoomba, and it's it's an easy one to work with. They've got the dirt there. They've got I can see why he said that. Um, <laughs> I like I don't want to sound harsh, but like yeah, the, the the sport needs to in Australia needs to be stepped up. The, the tracks are, are very yeah, and they've been tame. going to the same tracks for the last fucking twenty years. Th- that's man. what I mean. Like it's yeah, like it's no secret. <laughs> it's, like yeah. it's not a, yeah. We're like not. the bikes are getting better and stuff every year. Yeah. The bike the tracks haven't been updated. Yeah, forever. I think they were better back in like yeah, fully. Well, we're talking two thousand eight, two thousand seven, and stuff. It's so. probably when Coolum was at its best. Yeah, back we, that's in the day. when we yeah, went to Coolum for the, the sunny probably, state. Probably true. Yeah. And then you went around the first corner, and you had the two tabletops, and probably Boppo was the one that get the whole shot and double the two tabletops. Yeah. Now that's gone. You just yeah, you get like one good track a year these days, but they, as I said, they keep going back to the same old fucking. Dead horse that they keep beating. Yeah, I don't really The problem know. is there's um what? I, I think there's a lot of money out there from the government grants that they have the potential to actually capture this these grants. Yeah. I, I, I know that there is money out there. Um for example, we are about to start a major overhaul on a track in Gundawindi. Um I don't want to tell you the figure. But you won't recognise the place when yeah. we're finished. I've rode there before as well, yeah. Yep, so you won't recognise it. It's it's that much of an overhaul. Um, I, I don't think it was too hard for them to get the funding. They just needed the right person in that position to get the funding. And to spend it. So, look, the money's out there. you just got to find it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's up to the committee, really. Yeah, well, we... Uh, I also heard that they're going to pull the um, Aussies from 
Northern Territory, and the government came in and jumped in and gave gave them a grant two to hold the Aussies was there. That was, yeah, well, junior Aussies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. You know, it was at Alice Springs, and then they were they changed that's they changed the track. It was supposed to be another track in Northern Territory, and they changed it. It's still in Northern Territory, but it's at a different track. Yeah, because they get. Getting, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said that they're getting a big budget to hold it there. Like I yeah. think the government's mm. got involved. All the the council's got involved to help them out yep. to hold it there still. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, these facilities need to be able to cater that many people, and let's face it, we want to make sure our the kids of you know the next generation of growing up on top-notch facilities. Yeah, not well, as Bob said, the the bikes are advancing every year, but we're still racing on like thirty-year-old mm. tracks. Mm. The, are the so same layout, same jumps, a couple yep. of different corners. Like that's all yep. they change or turn it around or something. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah, that's what happens when you get a water system and you fucking that's what I said. Like um, the promoters of like the Pro MX are doing an awesome job. It's just the tracks I reckon are just yeah terrible. Mm. Like they can only work with what they can work correct, with. Correct, yeah. Like a, yep. nothing against them. I reckon they're doing a sick job. Like mm, they mm. got the TV happening and everything like that. I reckon they're doing a sick job. But I just think the tracks need to change. Yeah, Pro MX are. Awesome to work with, and we're doing Q and P. They were really like when when we come in to just basically do a real minor prep. Um, they were really cool to work with. They really enthusiastic and professional. Um, but it was, I, th- I think it's more on the yeah the, the track owner or the the club that really needs to yeah you know, step it up if they want to. I hold think it's more really more our governing body to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you could talk about it all day. <laughs> Um, is it true we heard that you guys wanted to do a bigger track at QMP, but you had to go down on time wise? Yeah, so we originally when we were engaged, it was a, it was a two week thing. So we we were set for two weeks and basically got told to shut it down after the first week. Um, disappointing, but it's all right. We you know what QMP is like. Yeah, sometimes. So, sometimes. I think anyone who lives in Queensland, you we know. Yeah, no, no comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll get back to your racing for a bit, Bob. You said um, you might not be done. Um, obviously, with this before the podcast, you said something about the World SX. You got a little offer, maybe for oh. the as a wild card. What do you think of the World SX? And do you wish it was around maybe a little bit earlier? Because you kind of always have specialised in Supercross. Yeah, um, I um, you could have rode Supercross all year if it was around before. Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, since, yeah, twenty. I haven't raced since 2019 and um, kind of went and got a normal job and stopped training and stopped doing, you yeah. know, any sort of... <laughs> or, or the yeah, program. Or, yeah, yeah, didn't have much of a program <laughs> going on for a little while. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't say no to... I'm definitely not... I'll never, like, retire. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. You know, people come out and say they're going to retire and then they come back and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Retire. I don't know how it is. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I don't know if the, you know, if the right opportunity or something um, comes up, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely consider it. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of this World Supercross deal. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people were hating on it for a little while, but no, nah, I think it's a good thing. Um, unless you're doing the whole, sup- if you're racing in the, in the states, say if you're trying to do outdoors and supercross, there's no real off season. Yeah, that's probably the only downfall. The I only can thing think. that sucks, but, but it's not like everyone's doing it. So yeah, and there's always been a lot of people who would have loved to do supercross only, but kind of never had the opportunity or yeah. the way to do it because there wasn't enough races to make it um, financially viable. But now with this, it seems like yeah, it, it seems like yeah, and the guys that did it last year, I think it's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, I hope you know. I'm yeah, I'm all all for it. It's good. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> when or if I'm going to race again. Um, yeah. I'd like to if I, yeah, if the body's feeling good and I'm fit enough to throw down twenty laps. Yeah, I'd yeah for sure race. So again. we'll put it out there. Anyone that <laughs> wants to give Bobo an offer, put it up. <laughs> He's keen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we were talking to Danny about it. He said the pay's pretty good in the World Supercross, and you get paid in US. Um. That's obviously a good thing too, like people starting to get paid some pretty good money. How was the pay and how do you think it is now compared to when you were racing? Because that's something, we've had a lot of riders on here and 
they never really talk about it. And it's like a, yeah. it's kind of like a bit of a taboo thing for people in the Australian industry to talk about what people are getting paid or what they make and blah, blah, blah. But like people within the industry know. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I've heard they get paid quite well for the uh, World Supercross. Well, a lot better than everything the, else. Yeah, all the other series that are, yeah. that's going on. So that's a good thing. That's another reason why World Supercross is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got paid from like... Well, I rode factory teams in probably like from 2009 till 2016. Yeah. I was getting, yeah, I was making a living racing. Yeah. So, um, oh, maybe one year, maybe 14, I didn't make much money. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a lot, to be honest. It's, um, yeah. you don't make, well, like you get like, say, you get, say you're on a factory team, you get a sign on, which, I just come out and say what Yeah, I just say it. Yeah, like no one it. else was. You're, done. you're pretty <laughs> much done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, I went over for DACA. I signed on for 50 grand. Yeah. Um, that's a one-year deal. And, but then I was sponsored by Oakley. Yeah. They chucked me a few grand as well. Yeah. Um, had a couple other personal sponsors. Personal sponsors probably get you more money, like I'd say. Um, yeah, you see, you see people hustling who yeah. have got the personal sponsors always pumping them up because yeah. that's where they get a majority of their money. Yep. So I don't know, but then you get the Yamaha bonuses and stuff. So yep. I don't know what they're on now, but say it was like I don't know around ten, five, three, yep. or something for a podium. Yeah. So first so is ten. Yep. Seconds five and thirds three. Yep. Yep. That's that was um, roughly yeah, and um, so if you're on the podium every weekend, you're making yeah decent money yeah. But there's only you know three guys <laughs> making the podium. Yeah, you exactly. get nothing yeah. for fourth, <laughs> <Yeah>. and and <laughs> especially especially now the rounds are getting less and less. Like there used to be ten to twelve rounds mm. of motocross or supercross, yeah, or supercross true. used to be six rounds, and now there's seven or eight rounds of motocross and fucking four rounds of supercross. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I don't see it. It's not, it's not much better right now. Um, and I was also getting uh, little bonuses from state titles and stuff as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was okay. Like, you can, I could make, I wasn't making a lot of money, but, like, yeah. you're getting by. And I was riding dirt bikes for a yeah, living, know, so it yeah. wasn't too bad. But in the real world, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, well, you, you know? realise that once you get to kind of our age and you go out there and you just kind of see what you can earn doing yeah, a normal job in your life. I was kind of even, wage. even though yeah, even though it's like a it's a mint lifestyle, bro. Like racing motos, and yeah. it's what you love to do, and you grew up doing it, and you couldn't imagine doing anything else. But once you get to the real world, you realise kind of what you've been missing out on. But the fact is that when you grow up and your parents are paying for everything, you know, you get an offer for say twenty, thirty grand, you jump at it because mm. you've been paying for everything your whole life, and then as soon as you get something. How can you knock it back? Yeah, I know. It's and like 20 or 30 grand. That's cool. Like, oh, yeah, straight up. But it's like, you work at Macca's, you make way more than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's how they get you. They get you into that at the start. And then they just raise it a tiny, tiny bit to keep you happy enough to not go nowhere. That's that's how that yeah, everyone Yeah, they stays. play the game for yeah. sure. And like the team managers and stuff, they got to get you cheap because it's more for yeah. them or... or more for their team and for them to get more mechanics or more staff. Yeah, we were talking to Tanny a couple of weeks ago and he said he kind of stuffed up because he signed before he won the motocross championship and before he nearly won the supercross championship. And he's like, I signed just because the offer was there. And he's like, I wish I took me time and I could have got probably another 20, 30 grand. But it's fucking hard. It's like they... That's what happens. It's like they offer you, oh, I'll give you this or nothing. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck, i got to... Take thirty grand or something, yeah. or do I just privateer it? You're yeah, all, like you can't afford to. Exactly, man. And like, it's, it's better than privateering it. You in know? the sport, you're on the edge of losing your ride every year. Every, every year, year. like, like one you're one injury away from being done. Yeah. So you got to take what you can get, and that's the shit thing about the sport. I, I think, know. and it only takes one like good rider to sign for fuck all. Yeah. And then it fucks it for it fucks everyone. It for everyone <laughs> one rider that's like maybe been injured a couple of times, and then he signs on for like yeah. twenty grand, and then he goes off, goes on a roll, gets heaps of bonuses or whatever. Yeah, but it's like it's like 
everyone needs to sign on for a minimum of like. I know, yeah, and like a lot. <laughs> I don't know what the figure. They I don't know what the figure is, but you need like minimum million. Look, yeah. They need to sign on for like a guaranteed amount too, because like you yeah. sign on for pretty standard money, and then if you get hurt, they cut it, and then yeah. they sack you if you're not can't come back by the end of the year, and it's just it's just a shit fight. I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here, but I understand it like it's shit money, but at the same time, like our sports fairly small compared to other sports in Australia. Like yeah. I do understand, like the pay, why pay shit, but at the same time, like it's n- our sports completely different to rugby league or soccer or anything because you could have one second of non concentration and you can end your career. Like yeah. it's pretty crazy, but. Like we were saying before, it's it's very hush hush. Like no one wants to talk about it. Like Stikesy came up the other week and we were talking to him about it. I couldn't believe how shit the pay is. I said I wouldn't be fucking working all year for that. Yeah, like not a chance. Like it's but it, as you said, it's good money if you're on the podium and winning and winning championships. But there's only three spots every exactly. Weekend like and there's one a, championship to be won. And yeah. there's only normally only three, like maybe three or four guys that can get on the podium. Yeah, all, all them other lads aren't getting podium bonuses so they'll probably be on 20 or 30 grand for the year if yeah but that. it's good if you get it every week and if you get one podium a year you're stoked but that's all the extra money you're making all year yeah it's like yeah if you get a roll if you're winning if you're on the podium every at every oh event, you set yourself you, up yeah, you set quite, yourself up like what stocks yeah for pretty much pretty decent coin i'd say yeah but like we've spoke to matt moss before and he was one of them guys that signed for pretty shit money his whole life Mm. Um, he made good money, obviously, from winning a lot of championships and stuff. But um, he couldn't believe like, what other people were signing on for, but just because he didn't know any different. Yeah, no, no, just because he was making good money. It's so on the like bonuses. secretive, and no one really wants to tell you. Or they under they just go, "Oh no, I only signed on for yeah." Like, we should be all signing on for. You should be. Or t- we all should be not writing for <laughs> yeah. for at least like sixty grand or something. Yeah. But I mean, r- maybe there's not enough. Bobo can start the writers' yeah. union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if you. Like if it's good. It's starting to go. Obviously, that. he's getting a, got a TV deal and stuff going now with Stan or whatever it was this year, and yep. that's only going to help bring some money into the sport. But yeah, it needs to be more talked about so people can you know bargain for more money and stuff, and not just take the first offer that comes up. Yeah, it's. Um, I know, where do you start? I know. How about we build some cooler tracks so people want to watch it more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah, that's a start. Our, our sport is growing though. Like you go to, like we thought Coolum was going to be the last year, last year for the Pro-MX, but for some reason they're doing again. That joint was packed. Like there was a yeah. lot of spectators there. So it's not like the sport's dying. Like the, sport, the sport's still growing massively. So it's... Oh, you just got to go for a drive in a weekend and see how many bikes are on the back of Utes and yeah, stuff. People, yeah, people... There's yeah. a lot of people riding. Yeah. Like, a lot of people just... That ride and don't race and yeah. or go to the Nationals yeah. or, so, or something. But, um... Yeah, there's, yeah, pl- there's plenty of money there. It's just got to be spread out and talked about a bit more so it all gets to everyone instead of just ending up in a couple of people's pockets. That's what's got to happen. Well, you look at Coolum. We thought we were killing it with our little setup and, like was, we were talking about before the podcast... There's big F trucks, Dodge Rams, big base yeah, stations, everything. Yeah, people are pouring money into the sport. Yeah, it's not yep. like it's and getting dying, stuff all yeah. in return. So, I, yeah, yeah, we were laughing about it before. And Boppo, you'd be able to relate to this. Back when we were growing up, it was like, hey man, like I don't mean to brag, but I've got an enclosed trailer. Yeah, <laughs> really. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, man, I've got a a transit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you had three of them, if you had a high ace van back in the day, you were a big dog. <laughs> yeah, then you got the big sprinter. The all the yeah. all the top guys had the big high top sprinters that yeah. Yeah. could hold two bikes and yeah, work and play behind that. Mm. Um, Bob, we'll get get you a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah. You've had a bit of experience in AMA Supercross. Um, what do you think of the racing this year and the level everyone's on, especially like the, you know, Sexton and stuff like that? Yeah, I um I've raced over there in 2014. Did just the West rounds, yeah, uh, the first six um, in the 450 class, and in 2016, so that was pretty cool. 14, I didn't make any main events, but in 16, I made what four main events. Yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. I won at LCQ and whatnot, so that was. 
that was fun, um, for sure. Um, yeah, it's obviously, it's the best. It's the place to be. Is our yeah. Supercross yeah. Um, tracks are fucking crazy. Um, you know, everyone sort of says the same sort of stuff, but like yeah. TV doesn't do it justice. The whoops are massive. Everything's so fucking steep. Yeah. <laughs> Especially and like practice. Like no one really tells you. Like by the night show, the, the tracks sort of beat down a yeah. bit. They mellow it out a bit. But like practice over there is just everything's just vertical and because it's winter over there it's a little bit wet and yeah like ruddy and yeah that, like that's probably why you see so there. many crashes in practice yeah, every yeah. week because it's probably gnarly like you're talking yeah, about yeah it's no joke like proper steep and um but yeah you look at it on instagram or on tv and it's like oh it doesn't it look that so gnarly right, at yeah. all but um yeah you go over there and do it it's yeah it's full on it's um empty. but yeah it's been good last couple of years has been pretty sweet yeah. um yeah, Sexton's – he's riding good. He's fast, but he's had a rough couple of weekends. Yeah, he crashes, a, eh? He's on the edge, eh, the way he's riding, but fuck, he's fast. Yeah, man. well, he doesn't even look like he's on the edge. He just yeah. crashes. Mm. But um, like he rides. He's smooth. He looks Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he he just, just must be riding that fast that the bike is on the edge. He doesn't look like he's on the edge, but mm. he's riding to as fast as, like, the bike can go. Looks so. like all his crashes are pretty similar, though, like the back end steps out. Yeah. And I don't mm. know where it's because that new shock there – trialing yeah. whether or not it's got anything to do with it probably not but it's just like <laughs> it does you know you got to ask the question yeah i don't know do you know much about is that rear shock he's running no nah, like it's, it's like full i don't know enough about it to make a comment but okay. i'll tell it i know it is pretty pretty high tech yeah, yeah right um yeah, I don't know. I guess he's just going a little bit quicker than everyone else. And yeah, that's what it is. I'm not yeah. Imagine <laughs> uh, holding him down. Imagine I have had a, a debate, and I reckon the Supercross tracks back in the day uh, were harder and more technical than the tracks these days. Would you guys agree or yeah. disagree? Uh, we I, have this conversation a bit. I I think they're better. I like like the James like early two thousands era. Yeah. It seemed like they're wider. Yeah. And nowhere well, near as ruddy. Yeah, well, when you watch like them, yeah, when you watch them, they seem to be so much faster and, yeah, they carry so much more momentum everywhere. Jumps were bigger and steeper and not as easy just for everyone to, f- like, flow yeah, through. Yeah, and the whole track just l- looked wider. I don't yeah. know. I mean, just looking off, like, um, early 2000s or whatever, like the Instagram yeah, posts yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But they looked... Um, and nowhere near as ruddy. Yeah. They seem super ruddy now. They do. Like why right, is that? Yeah. It just seems like the dirt's too soft. Like, yeah. is, it, is it like a fourth? <laughs> is, is it, it like a... I think they banned that, didn't they? When yeah, they well, they banned it this year or whenever they everyone got burned. Yeah, yeah. but I think, but back it's, then, I think ever, it might they, be the bikes because obviously a Tui wouldn't um, fuck the track as much as the mm. 450s do. Yeah, but there's mostly 450s in like 2000 and... I reckon that was three just... And yeah, three and... Three I think it's the... I reckon it's the development of the tyres. Yeah, maybe. a Bit of everything. And plus the the competition stepped up. Like me and him were having an argument about this. Like, you know, your Stuarts or your Reedies or your Carmichael's back in the day were obviously, Mm. you know, 10 steps ahead of everyone else and doing sections, especially Bubba was doing sections no one else was doing. But these days no one's doing sections that no one else is doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if that's the tracks. I don't know if it's the tracks or, or, Mm. you know, the top 10 guys are – Heaps faster than they used to be, like yeah. Because uh, well, you think like only Carmichael, Stewart, or Reedy would win. No one else ever. Yeah. I don't know what the exact results were, but that's just or what I'm calling. Like I don't win think them maybe. A couple yeah, maybe like would win one if someone crashed or something. But these days, there's probably seven people who could win a race. Yeah. Well, you look at that. The four fifty class is like seventeen champion, champions. Champions yeah. in that class. Yeah. So I don't um, know if that's got something to do with it. Yeah, it's um, um, answer me this. Do you reckon they're going quicker now than they were, say, five or six years ago? I don't reckon the speed ever changes, bro. I don't think they're going. Yeah, I honestly don't think they're going quicker. The top though. level speed, well, you would know from experience. Yeah. You have, you know, three years off. You come obviously you can't do as many laps as you could do before yeah, you when you take fitness. time off. But the speed never changes, eh? You can. I talk, don't think it does. You can talk. From this, from experience, when you take time off and you were at the top, kind of when you left, and say you have an injury or you have a couple of years off or whatever, you come back and you can still qualify at the top. No well, worries. Look at Mossy. Yeah, Mossy had four years off and he's back at the top. Back at the f- yeah. He the the pace doesn't change. Obviously, races. it's just the bikes change, the tracks change, but 
the pace doesn't change. It's just obviously someone can hold that pace for longer than everyone else at a higher capacity, but that's all that changes. Yeah. I think the speed's definitely improved because you, you got a way better bikes, bro. Like it, yeah, it should be. You, yeah, we you should be going faster 100%. because the I reckon, bikes I reckon are if getting I, better. If you look the at bikes have, but the tracks haven't gotten better to let the bikes go faster. Yeah, but if you if you've got a faster bike, there's a section that you'll be able to do it on a track better than a slower bike. Like it'd be like an 85 and a 125. But you one. look at the bikes... 15 years ago could do whoops 10 times better than they can do now. Mm, or maybe the technique's not as good. Yeah, that's what I mean. I reckon yeah. maybe it had something to do with, um, you know, James, Ricky and Reed. They were on the 450 for a fair while, yeah? So let's just say they had two years on a 450 and they were throwing everything at it, right? Yeah. Everything at it. And you got these kids coming up riding two bangers. And then they got to jump in a class with Ricky and all that who have the most unspoken of parts, right? Yeah. So they're just developing that grinding every day. And then you've got a kid who just won the, let's just say, East title. Who, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe he did ride Mitch's bike for a year. Yeah. But before that, it was all 125s. Yeah. He was still on a 125 while Ricky was developing a clutch for, yeah, true. for the 450s. So, like, Ricky, like, they'd ride against each other. No wonder these guys were top, you know it was only one, two and three every weekend because everyone else who jumped in it was just like, well, yeah, you're already two years behind. And now it's all just catching up because like all the 250Fs from production all the way to factory, well, they're fairly close. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. Yeah, they you are could, yeah. And obviously, but like, you get, like, generational talents as well that come through the sport and then they make everyone else look shit, you know what mm. I mean? Like, you have your... Reedy's, Stewart's, Carmichael's that made everyone else look shit. And then you got your Tomax yeah. or your Villapotos and your Dungies that made everyone look shit. Yep. But but what, what we were saying is, like Cooper Webb, two weeks in a row now, has found lines that no one else is taking. Like he was quadding yeah. in. That was cool. That I, I was saying to Madge, I reckon the tracks aren't built for that someone to pull out that big jump. And he's saying that everyone's the same speed. Do you reckon the tracks aren't built or is everyone the same speed kind of thing? Or are the bikes all, all at a high level that everyone can pull it out now where you'd have the three factory bikes? I think it's bikes. the way people train. Like, they're all trained to bust out something like that where people wouldn't take risks like they mm. do now. Because you, know you look I mean? at Tomac. Tomac wasn't even doing that big triple. He was doubling and then stepping mm. onto their tabletop. So maybe it's just risk management coming into play now where it's not worthwhile to trying to do a big section. Well, they, they chuck on the – what's the um – the, the program they use so they know what the fastest line around the track is so they know... Oh, the lit pros. Lit yeah. pro, yeah. yeah. So I think that, that Cooper can see through the lit pro from what I can gather. Yeah, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll know that, oh, yeah, that's what it says for this practice. Yeah. But we know by the main event where I think like Tomac and that all, they, they, they will stick to their same line. They're comfortable with it. But yeah, I, I heard an interview it, yeah. with Cooper and he said he was always planning on quadding in in the main event. Yeah, that's what he I mean. If you can, yeah, if you can keep something up the sleeve, that's always a bonus. Yep. yep. Even um, the week before. But then the tracks just keep falling apart. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And then you, by the time you want to do it, you can't do it, yeah. yeah Seems like Cooper Webb's just like, he just goes lower than everyone in all the turns. He yeah. can just turn that thing better than... His bike's just so legit. Eh? Whenever the track's like tight and ruddy, yeah. he's like... Yeah, he's right, like he's he, right at the he's front. like the moose can, eh? Now he, he can just get to lines. Yeah, like he can't. Can get well, to. maybe he's got that bike kind of short too, because he never really, he's not really that quick in the whoops. Yeah, norm. well, he's good. Yeah, but that, he's well, not that's his worst part. Yeah, but he, he, nev- he was never good in the whoops though. Yeah, it's because he's a little guy. Well, maybe too. yeah, he's shorter, and yeah. he's, maybe his bikes he could turn that thing better than ever. So that makes me think. Yeah, well, he's people got it used set to up. do the opposite. Yeah. Like Bubba used to set his bike up just for the whoops. He used mm. to fuck the rest track. Who cares as long as I'm, you know, a second or two seconds lap faster through the whoops than everyone else, where Cooper's probably doing the opposite. Yeah, well, when the track break down and they end up jumping through the whoops, yeah. you might as well be able, to, you want to be able, to, you yeah. want to be able to turn the thing. So, I mean, I know, the way you look at it, it's like, you probably rather have your thing set up for turns anyway. Yeah, like well, there's, more, the end of the there's more turns than there is whoops. Yeah, and by yeah. the end of the night, everyone's kind of doing the same sort of rhythm lanes. Yeah, if you want to, you just got to be able to go through the turns faster than everyone else. I'm I'm pretty excited to see what the Super Motocross is going to do because it's obviously got the big um, the LA Coliseum and yeah, all those big tracks like those big tracks. Day, look crazy. Yeah, yeah all right. tracks are big. Yeah, so 
and they even got Atlanta Speedway again. So yeah, well, Daytona and that Atlanta are usually the you know the f- best ones to watch for the year. So if they've got a couple of them at the end, that'll be sick. So, um, quick question: Would you guys ever want to go over to America and build like the AMA, like jump on with yeah. Dirtworks? Yeah. So I've had conversations with different track builders in America about doing different things. Um, short answer is yes. Yeah, I'd love to go over there. Um, right now we couldn't. We're we're sort of we're sticking to our guns with building a business. It, it's something we would look at in probably twenty five um, before we could do anything outside of our scope of works. Yeah, so two thousand twenty five onwards. Yeah, for sure. I, and you know what? You probably will see us over there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And have you had any like do you have anything to do with the Oz Supercross or Oz no. Motocross? Not besides no, Q and P. I think they've got it all stitched up with um, Dream Tracks. Dream Tracks, yeah. Yep. So that's all theirs. Yeah, right. Right, oh, sweet. We'll wrap it up there so you can all get home. He's about a big day. And mm. yeah, just like to thank you, for coming in, and hopefully we talk again soon. No worries. Thanks yeah. for having us. Legends. All right, thanks, yep, boys. For sure. Thanks.